the 19th Hole Podcast presented by Golf Talk Live and brought to you by Perfect Practice Putting Mat, Yips, and Survivor Golf Tee. Let the word go out from here across the land that Daddy Noonan uh, approves of the 19th Hole Podcast. All righty, folks. It is another version of the 19th Hole. Alan DePew, but I am not joined today by neither Christian nor Andrew, no tor- nor Tony Leodora, all of which are on assignment on the road. I had to reach into my Rolodex, and what a good Rolodex it is when I'm able to welcome our special guest host today, my buddy from Boston, now living in Florida, Boston Bob Baldessari. Bobby, what's up? AD, I guess your Rolodex isn't uh, wicked long if I'm on the show. <laughs> wicked. Once again, I loved I loved the wicked. <laughs> the wicked. The over under t- on today's show will be fifty two. Wicked. <laughs> fifty two. <laughs> it's Winner. great to be with you. It's always a pleasure. I'll do my best to uh, live up to the Tony and Andrew and everybody, but uh, we'll see how it goes here. Oh, I, I'm I'm pretty confident you can uh, can you, you can hold your own. And I'm just glad you were able to carve out some time. I, f- I found a rain day. I know that's got good for you down in South Florida, but in a way, maybe it is when we learn about some of the things you got going. You've been going crazy, open to do- dust to dawn lately, right? We have. It's been exciting. We, we do have a bit of bother, as they would say over in the old country, with some weather. Rain out today, but we have our Trident Golf Club at Club Med, at the Club Med Port St. Lucie Resort. Uh, Trident Golf Club is up and running. We have our Trident Golf Performance and Lifestyle Center located here at the Trident Golf Club up and running. And we're doing some really good things each week and growing and courses looking better under the guidance of Ken Orinder and his amazing team. So uh, we're, we're going to try to do some things as, as I try to do to leave the industry as you do in your way with innovations. And we're excited. So I think it's a, uh, a wicked good spot to get away no, for the number two. Ding, 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 ding. Number two. All right. Let's let's dive into that a little bit, a little bit later. But I'll tell you what, because it it is some good stuff. You've shown me some uh, some wicked uh, pictures and things from down there. But there's a lot of news going on in the golf world, and I'm going to bounce around because that's what I do, Bob. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm sure you listen occasionally. I just usually take show notes and throw them out the window. But I'm going to take the one that jumped out of first. Greg Norman, now live golf. CEO, independent contractor. Interesting how that was the choice. Yep. So he doesn't interfere with Greg Norman Enterprises. But the, uh, the what is it, 8 to 12? 12, I think it is. 12 uh, world events being run through the Asian tour, backed by Saudi Arabian money. Uh, Greg's always been a little bit of a disruptor in the business. And he's definitely causing a little uh, wave, so to speak. What's your thoughts on this? My first thought was, boy, the guy doesn't give up, does he? He first brought this concept up. Was it in the 1990s, early I 90s? Think it was, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's had this on his mind. And uh, the other thing that comes to mind is, uh, boy, money talks, right? Because they're going to throw around some unbelievable amounts of money. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, he, Greg's a disruptor. He's done some, I think, good things to disrupt the golf industry at times. And uh, we'll see how this one plays out. I think, um, I know I haven't heard a lot of comments on this uh, from some of the stars out there, but 
you know, as, as it's been told that, you know, you can play for the record book or you can play for the history book. So if you jump for the money, it's uh, maybe, you know, it's going to help you be comfortable in life, but it'll be interesting to see which players want to keep going for the history books. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, what's interesting is I actually saw on social the other day, uh, I think it was Joel Damon. He, he said something to the effect of, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not selling tickets. People aren't coming to necessarily see me. They're coming for Rory. They're coming from JT. They're coming for Phil. And we can keep rattling off names right. because they deserve. But, you know, if you, you make that argument, hell, t- Tiger deserved. I mean, the, so around the world, people are getting appearance fees. And I know that the tour has a very interesting independent. They're independent contractors. They're quasi-independent contractors. And this is going to be this is going to be an interesting one. It's almost like. When Greg proposed this before, that's it, almost in a way, in my opinion, this is how the World Golf Championships developed. It's people around the world. They wanted to see the bigger talent playing for bigger pools. And here we are again. And let's face it, we're a global economy now. So I, I got to believe, I think this I think this is going to stick. Or let me throw it out and then I'll shut up for a second. Let you talk. What does this do with the Premier Golf League, who them, themselves were looking at doing 18 – amazing high-end you know big purse prizes what's do they suddenly go by the wayside that's a good point i hadn't thought of that it but you're right it is a global economy the globe is shrinking with social media and the way technology is so you would think there is there were there would be some evolution of this in each sport over the decades and millennium uh, each sport has had these uh you know probably at times people said that's a crazy idea ever and then it sticks I mean, you can go back in golf 100 years ago to Walter Hagen days, Sarah's and Jones, well, Jones was amateur, but I mean, there was appearance fees. There were, there would be exhibitions. I mean, so this is, that's a microcosm of the bigger picture that this has been around a long, long time, but you throw a few more zeros. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I could see it getting going and we'll see how long it lasts. Do you think, do you think it, do you think it goes? I would think so. Yeah, I, I think it'll, in some way, shape, or form. It seems like this has the most—I don't know—the most, I don't know, the most uh, traction to it. Yeah, right. I can see it getting it going. Well, I, I you likened other sports. Look at the ATP. Look at the the tennis tours. I mean, they're okay. they're around the world. I mean, sure, they have they have local smaller events that may not bring in the world's best talent, but they are literally. I mean, their passport is just colorful with stamps. They're everywhere. There's no reason why golf can't be that as well. And now what's going to be interesting to, out of that is how does the PGA Tour, you know, continue to protect their brand um, while basically uh, succumbing to the AFL football to, <laughs> football league, basically, is what it is. Yeah, I think uh, I read Commissioner Monahan put it right out there that, you know, if you're You'll get bounced if you don't abide by the tour rules. So it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I can see a few players making the jump um, and to, to to see it start. I mean, it just there's so much money, and and I think it had the structure behind it before. Um, you know, Greg had these ideas and he was throwing them out there, but this seems to have a little more behind it than in the past. Well, well, I'm gonna ba- and I'm gonna bounce now over to the ladies. Big news also, Lydia Ko, she originally was going to skip the Pelican World Women's Championship and go play in Saudi Arabia. 
which would have made her ineligible for the the Vera Trophy. And now this week, complete reversal. Nope, I'm recommitting. I'm playing in the Pelican. She wants to compete for for the for the trophy. So again, and especially on the ladies on with the LPGA, the ladies. I mean, you get outside the the top uh, top players, it, money gets thin rather quickly. You can't bl- you can't blame them for wanting to chase the dollar. No, yeah, it's a different. Um... It's different for the ladies out there. They don't play for the same purses. And and it, it, to me, it's just nice to see Lydia Ko back playing, back uh, having her game in, in order. Um, I think she's certainly one of the stars out there, and it's good for the tour when she's playing well. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I got I got to work this perfect time. I got to work this in there. You want to talk about uh, playing well, you need to be using our friends over at Perfect Practice Putting Mat. Uh, they are the official putting mat and putting aid of Golf Talk Live in the 19th Hole podcast that you are listening to. They are endorsed by Dustin Johnson, uh, Jessica Corda. Uh, the Corda sisters have used it in the past. If you if you want to hop on their, their website and check out the who's who that are using this, if it's good enough for Andrew to improve, and I've actually seen his putting stroke improve, I mean, there's got to be some merit to it, Bob. I mean, not everybody can roll the rock like you can, Bob, but, I mean, if, if you can't, Perfect practice putting, Matt. Again, official pra- practice putting aid of the 19th Hole podcast. The other interesting news I heard this week, my friend, was Green's Books. January 1, gone. Yep. That's right down in your area. I mean, there's a lot of the boys live down there in Florida. What are you hearing? What are, what's your thoughts? On the one hand, have not heard a whole lot just yet, but – I, I always, you know, I had been wondering about this and those books were getting sophisticated, but, you know, the, I don't know, the players are, you know, such a fine line out there that, that putting is putting. You, know, you pick up one stroke a day, that's four shots that could be winning or back in the pack. Um, you know, there's things out there like aim points or different ways for green reading. So uh, if the book goes away, then other applications of how to read the green, how to help your putting, They'll come to up to fruition. Um, it is interesting that I remember Nicholas has said it. I guess we've all said it. It sometimes you may mishit it and misread it, and it still goes in when you're hot. Yep. So, you know, all these other things can help you with the putting. But if you've got the confidence, if you've got the hot putter, um, that's always going to help. Well, we we have actually say all the time here. It really the tour has boiled down to there's so much talent. They're all hitting the ball. They're all. I mean, sure, somebody's maybe. Uh, hitting better with any given week, it all comes down to whoever's making the most ten footers. That's yeah. that's it in a nutshell. On any 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 given week, it could be a Joel Damon as or Max Homer or somebody like Sam Burns that I mentioned, or it could be one of the big names, you know, John Rahm or so forth. But if they're dropping the ten footers, they're winning the tournament that week because they all hit it so spectacular. You know, is this a, is this? Here's a question: Is this a shot at Bryson? Uh I wondered that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I mean, he'll probably come up with some other sophisticated data entry or whatever. <laughs> He's a scientist there, but I was going to mention uh, just, uh, you know, this week I played in the Timber Tech Champion Store Pro-Am. Oh, I got that's him. right. How was that? Yeah, that was interesting. I never played in any kind of tour or champions, any kind of Pro-Am like that. So that was a neat experience for me. Some friends were playing. I was a late fill-in, tried not to embarrass myself, made a few birdies, uh, but played with Steve Flesh and 
he couldn't have been a more gracious, nice guy. His caddy Ted was awesome. And, you know, Steve hits the ball real solid, but he made the most mundane, boring 67 <laughs> I'd ever seen. Uh, but he was in three bunkers, missed a couple of greens. And the short game, just the, the touch out of the bunker to just – every time he was in the bunker, he had a tap in. He almost holed one of them. Uh, so it is the flat stick. It is uh, the prowess on the putting green. But, man, when you, you get around a, a tour player and you just see how strong they are with the short game, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna bore you with a, something I always used to tell Andrew. Obviously, growing up, when talking about just the game, if you from tour statistics, if you can hit 12 out of 18 greens, you can get two thirds of your greens. Which, by the way, I mean you'd be one of the top players on tour. It's certainly in the top half. You can do that, and you assume you're getting it up and down on half of them, and you're making birdie on 25. percent you basically can't shoot worse than 75. Easier said than done. Yeah. But I mean, that's where they're, that's where those guys are programmed. They, 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 Hey, if I could just do this, 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 they minimize the, they minimize the risk. They hit to the, to the safe area where it gives them the greatest opportunity to, to, to score. I, yeah, bet, no. I, bet, I bet it was spectacular to watch it, some of his ball. I, I've always liked him. I, I thought he's a great player. Really steady, really strong, um, really can still hit it out there, move it out there pretty nice. Uh, just it's a it's just a quality player, you know, not overly flashy, but um, just real steady. And it was interesting, you know, I'm watching him a little different than the playing partners I was with. Uh, we all had a wonderful time, but yeah, I was interested to watch him uh, work his way around the course, although it was fun on one of the holes. Uh, he hit, I out drove him, <laughs> <I'm cocked. laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I had he had about a, I guess a nine iron in there, about two feet. I hit a, a choke down half pitching wedge in there, about twenty feet. <laughs> but I drained my I drained my birdie, so he he winked at me. He was like, "All right, nice putt." Uh, <laughs> the greens are so nice. I mean, I putted really well. Uh, you drop it on top of you. Uh, yeah, I gave it to him. I was asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, you know it's it's uh, one of the. Charles Schwab uh, playoff events. They had some really good names out there and uh, should be, well, it got rained out today, but should be a, a good weekend. Um, speaking of the champion store, I got to give a shout out. Uh, Bernard Longer, age 64, getting it done. Uh, I mean, the guy is ageless, isn't he? Yeah, it's amazing. It, what comes to I mind mean, is... You, you and I can appreciate it. We're get, we've got some gray hair now. I mean, come <laughs> You know, what comes to mind is just his passion to stay out there. And, and like we just talked about how it's such a fine, fine, fine line between what's he doing? I haven't heard from him and being a top 50, top 10 and winning. And um, to me, I'm just struck by his passion to stay as sharp as ever and hit the ball. Certainly, uh, you still got to get out there and, you know, just to be able to hit quality shots. But um, that strikes me because it's the – it's the Tom Brady's, it's LeBron, it's all these iconic players over the years that physically they're able to play. The Bobby Orr's that unfortunately had bad, you know, injuries. But if you took look at the players of uh, high caliber that have played, the Larry Birds, uh, they, they just thrive. They, I mean, I think it was Michael Jordan said, when, when practice gets to be boring, then I want to get out because that's, they enjoy practice, they enjoy their craft. Yeah, yeah, without question. So uh, I want to I want to travel. I want to hit the road here for a second. Uh, we're going to travel down to the islands. 
obviously the boys are playing we're played down there in Bermuda. Did you catch any of the action this week? A uh, couple of notable things. I'm just going to throw some randoms out at you, get your feedback. First of all, how about the one, Jordan Spieth moves into the top 10 in the world golf rankings by not playing. I found that interesting. Uh, Patrick Reed, a little resurgence down in Bermuda. And then Lucas Herbert, little sp- final round 69, uh, 30 mile an hour wins practically all week. Uh, guy cards, guy, guy makes 1.2 million. That's the kind of stories that you'd like to hear out of the tour. Chime away on any or all of them, sir. Well, I guess, uh, Spieth, it's yeah, it's good for golf when he's uh, up there. I think he brings eyeballs to the you know, certainly what he's done over the years. So, uh, I'm a big Spieth fan. Um, yeah, Reed being back in the mix of Bermuda just probably knew it was a matter of time for him to get his uh, to get the edge back on his game. And, um, you know, I played, I played that course a few times. I used to play in the Bermuda Goodwill. Uh, the only time I was ever scared on a golf course was the 16th hole, Port uh, <laughs> Royal. The wind was so strong, AD, that they would not let the planes land. So when I saw the wind Are kicking up. serious? Out, yeah, no, this is a true story. Go back, anybody that wants research, and I think it was 1989, 89 or 90. Uh, we were playing in one of the Bermuda Goodwill rounds, and – I was on the 16th tee, and, you know, I could move it out there pretty good. I had a hit driver, did not make it to the green, and I literally – I'm not even kidding. I, I just about crawled off that tee because I'm not a big guy, but I felt like I'm going to get blown over this cliff into the water. Like, seriously, it was so windy. Planes weren't landing, and we're out there playing in the golf tournament. So, um, you know, for how – long of a, How long of a hole is it, Bob? You remember? I think it's 160 something. Hit driver on 160 par three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, for Herbert to win, I mean, you know, maybe it, you need those kind of crazy conditions for somebody that almost relax and think, uh, you know, anything can happen. And maybe, you know, I don't really know much about him. Maybe he's a good low ball player, can hit some knockdowns or some right. that. But Fl- yeah, flights, flights, it, flights it well. For, for, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really good story. That That's awesome. Uh, good stuff. All right. So uh, I also want to bring in our man, even though he's out traveling, that's what he does. He's the traveling golfer. Let's throw it over to Tony Leodore for this month's Tea Time with Tony. Folks, this month on Tony's Tea Time, we've got something new for you. We've been traveling around checking out some new golf courses in Pennsylvania. What? New golf courses, well, you know that's not happening. But these are new with quotation marks around new. As in new ownership, maybe a new name, maybe new look thanks to renovation. All of those things are taking place at the Steel Club in Hellertown, just up in the Lehigh Valley, for years known as Silver Creek club that was designed by Bethlehem Steel for employees and then went through a number of changes until recently new ownership came in and breathed new life, new energy, and new money into this property and the results are pretty amazing. Really is a new look at this old club, an old golf course from what's going on in the clubhouse 
this huge grill room, sports bar type atmosphere, and out on the golf course. So this is something exciting taking place in Lehigh Valley. As I said, no new golf courses are being built, but new life is being breathed into them. And that's what's taking place at the Steel Club. Rather than me tell you about it, let me talk to someone on the scene. Cameron Gunn, head golf professional for the Steel Club, Hellertown, Pennsylvania, an old club that's going through a transformation. Absolutely, yeah. New ownership is doing a good job of putting some money back into the golf course. Um, we're taking out some trees, create some new vistas, as well as help with growing some grass in some areas that don't get enough sunlight. So really working on the golf course and bringing it back to what we want it to be. And with all of the work that has gone on in the clubhouse, amazing new grill room, attracting a lot of new members, they're starting to flood their way back into the steel club. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, COVID did a good job of bringing people back to golf and wanting to be in golf. And with the renovations we made inside, we got a lot of dining members, social members, and also attracted a lot of new golf members too. Steel club, formerly Silver Creek in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, the Renaissance in the Lehigh Valley. All right, Tony, thank you so much. The steel club up in Easton, PA, right on the border of New Jersey. Great track. If you're ever up in the area, um, I'm a little upset that Tony didn't stop in and see me. <laughs> but well, he's traveling. That's what he does. He's a traveling golfer. He's got the greatest job. He does have the greatest <laughs> job. I mean, seriously. The guys, he, he calls me up. He goes, oh, I got to go 3,000 miles and I got to go to six different states to shoot five different shows for the next five months. And I, I'm like, Tony, all you're doing is playing golf, brother. I'll be his caddy. <laughs> uh, the Steel Club, it is a beautiful property. Uh, if you are in uh, Eastern PA, as I mentioned, you got to check it out. Uh, our next our next piece, it's an interesting piece, and I actually want to lead it in by saying that we, our official tee, golf tee of the Golf Talk of Golf Talk Live in the 19th hole is the Survivor Golf Tee. Uh, it is made of engineered polymer. It has a height gauge, so you're constantly putting the, the ball at the same height. I personally love that. Thing is durable. It's got center prong technology, so it is you are hitting it further. Um, everybody, I put this in their hands, Bob. You've got to try it. it, it literally, you're getting almost like 100 rounds out of this this, uh, this golf tee. I love it. Uh, and I bring I, I mentioned that as a lead into this next piece. I don't know if you saw the, the book release. I'm not a book, big book guy, but this is one I actually, I, I've not picked it up yet um, and read it yet completely through but Bubba Watson just released his first his his book called Up and Down yep. and what was interesting about it that I, what I have read so far and heard is his his challenges with mental health have you had any have you had an opportunity to read anything or hear anything about it I've not read his book I was aware it came out and I saw I was work, walking through our performance center um, this this week uh he was being interviewed. I think it might've been on the golf channel. I caught a little bit of it, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I kind of wondered, or um, I think it's good that Bob is coming out to help, certainly hopefully help other people that might be going through what he did. So I did read a little bit about it and 
you know, he and other sports, you've got other sports uh, players that are coming out uh, talking about the 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 mental side of the game. Um, I know the 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 young lady in tennis at the Olympics. Um, you know, she had been battling some demons, and so you just wonder, um, you know, underneath the veneer of like, oh wow, it looks like all a great life, traveling could be PGA Tour, could be any sport, baseball, football. Uh, underneath there, it, it's just a lot of pressure um, to to perform well. Certainly, playing for millions, um, you know, it's uh, and I think Bubba's exhibited that he's uh, vulnerable. He's got a lot that he throws his emotions on his sleeve for sure. He he, he always has, I, and I I respect. I have I have more respect. I mean, I've always liked Bubba, but I have so much respect for him to come out in 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 the hopes that let's face it, he's at the latter half of his career. Um, on the PGA tour and that if he can help somebody um, by being open with that, that's great. I'm reminded uh, you, you, you touched on, I'm reminded of Grayson Murray, you know, who, who had to leave the tour um, battling alcoholism uh, basically, you know, went on Twitter and he's like, I, I, I need help. Why isn't anyone helping me? And I'm not calling out the tour. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to dive down that rabbit hole right now. But, I, you know, here's a guy that who chimes in, one of the first people, Phil Mickelson. I'm here for you. And, and you know, you, you think about the, as you said, the, 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 the lifestyle. You got this great lifestyle out there. Oh, you're the stars and the lights. But you really don't because, as I mentioned earlier, you're an independent contractor. You put the peg in the ground. You don't perform. You don't, you don't eat. You know, <laughs> You you could be Tom Brady or you could be uh, you know one of those. They have a nice big fat contract. Even if they don't perform now, they may get cut. Brady never has. <laughs> He's wicked good. Um, but I, look look at those. It's golf is on golf. When I would lump tennis into this also, these sports there's no no guarantee. Now and I just thinking uh, Matthew Wolf uh, had to take some time off the tour just working through some things for him. It's, uh, and, you know, and, and how about Dustin Johnson a few years back? And we, yeah. we speculate what that was related to, but you know, so again, it's only speculation, but there's a lot of pressure out there. Uh, there's a lot. It's, I mean, it's changed from those, those days of, uh, the, you know, Hogan finding in the dirt and, um, you know, now everybody's he's got more of a support group around him, but it still doesn't make it that much easy. And, it is tough. I mean, I've been on inside the ropes. I've seen some things that it's unglamorous. And I mean, it is such a fine line. You, you do, you miss a couple of putts, you lose a little confidence and all of a sudden a recognizable name is not doing it. Ricky Fowler is a good example. All of a sudden, he's, you know, he struggled. Right. And, and actually you are down there in Florida. You're right. almost in the hotbed of where a lot of the guys reside. Um, but so you probably do have the opportunity to to hear some of the challenges that they that they go through. And you're right. You you get to, once you get to become a name, you have a big entourage behind you. But what happens if you're not a name? And those are the guys that are really struggling. That you know, how do I? What, what was it? Um, I think it was this week. Somebody had had uh, the name escapes me. Had to finish 67th. That's all he was caring about. Finish 67th so I can, I can get my get keep my conditional status on the tour. I mean, talk about pressure. You got to make the cut. You got to finish in the top 67. Maybe easier said than done. But you're playing in Bermuda in 30 mile an hour winds. It's not so easy. 
I mean, it, it's hard for you and I at our level, you know, club professionals are playing in certain state, state, whatever events. And just even all of a sudden having a good round going, you really, you got to struggle to stay in the moment. You're on the 13th hole having a good round going. You just really shot by shot. But now you look at this gentleman, yeah, that was on the, you know, having it finished 67th and lives are at stake, careers are at stake. It, I mean, it's really, really tough. It's, um, because you have all that time between every shot. It's that less reactiveness, turn around, you know, hook shot in the, in the, in the pocket with a QB or whatever. Um, you know, that's just, it's amazing. What it, I forget what it is. I always want to keep that stat in an 18 hole round. still something like six minutes of actually hitting the ball. It's something it really? crazy. It's something where you're out there for four and a half hours, but for just a few minutes, you're actually, going through the actual physical motion of hitting the ball. That's well, why that, golf. That, that's probably about right. I mean, you figure about 30 seconds a shot and these guys are taking 72 shots. So, I mean, you can quickly do the math, but um, Hey, we're coming down the, uh, the back nine, so to speak ourselves, but I gotta, I gotta talk Florida. I mean, it's getting chilly up here in the Northeast. You're down there basking in the sunshine, except for the rain out. So, are you starting to see the snowbirds? Are you starting to see golf tourism coming back into the market down there? Give us a little feedback. What's going on in Florida, and then do a deeper dive. Everybody needs to hear about what the, the really cool facility you guys are putting together down there. Well, in the last few weeks, I have absolutely unequivocally seen more tourism coming into the state of Florida. A lot of Canadians coming down here. I'm at this Club Med Resort in Port St. Lucie. I'm meeting people from Montana, Wyoming, New Mexico, Washington State, Iowa, uh, you name it, Minnesota. There, there are uh, a young couple from New Hampshire uh, in here today. We were able to communicate using the Boston slang nicely. Uh, but they're, they're, for weeks and weeks and weeks, there's more and more uh, people coming out here from out of state. I believe something's coming up um, that's opening some more borders in Europe in the next week or so. So the Club Med... Uh, uh, staff to say, hey, get ready for an influx of even more um, uh, visitors, guests from France, from different European countries. So without a doubt, that's that's uh, this weekend here, they're sold out. And I, I don't know some of the exact percentages, but quite a few from uh, out of the, the country now. They're, they're coming in, Alan. So um, yeah, the tourism is, is a big thing. I was talking to uh, Gary Jones with Florida Golf Alliance a little earlier today. Uh, they're getting gearing up for a lot of shows, getting back into the into the loop as far as getting to some of the consumer shows up the Northeast, all the way, you know, Philly area, right up New Jersey, New England, up to Canada again. So uh, we certainly would want your listeners to give us a try here at the Trident Golf Club. Uh, the neat thing is the Trident Golf Club are right here, located right at Club Net. So you've got a built-in resort. And it's uh, it's like a cruise ship on land. It's all inclusive. It's the only all inclusive in the country. Oh, really? So, I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it's oh. uh, we've got your room ready. Don't worry. Well, oh, I, hey, I mean, my my better half. She's all about the all inclusive. I mean, she's she's jetting off to Mexico while I'm working. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's the way it should be, right? But uh, yeah, if, yeah, exactly. Okay. So so how how do they find you? I mean, and, and what is trying it, it's it's a great golf course, obviously, but it's also more than that. You, because you got a huge background in teaching. Some of the people that you brought in and aligned yourself with, they've got a huge background in teaching. So, somebody's going there. They're they're learning the game if they want if they want to. 
Oh, for sure. It, it, uh, if somebody goes to, we've got two websites actually that cover everything, but the, uh, for the golf info, it's tridentgolfclub.com, uh, T-R-I-D-E-N-T, tridentgolfclub.com. And the golf course was open in the early 60s. They've held uh, LPGA championships here in the early 70s. The highest purse on the LPGA Tour was here for a while. There's been Florida State Opens here, some senior uh, golf championships here. It has a, a great pedigree of championship golf here, but it's really perfectly suited for a resort course as well. We we spent um, six weeks uh, getting ready of a lot of invasive species of trees that are really bad, these Brazilian peppers in here. The course has been transformed. Uh, New Greens uh, really has come out great. It's a fun course that you can hit it and find your ball and make a decent score, although we can set things up for the Allen Ds that come down and we need to clear out the left Clear out the left side, Bob. <laughs> Uh, but it's you can roll out of bed, have breakfast, and get to the tee in a few steps. It's right on site here. You walk right through the the Trident Golf Performance and Lifestyle Center. We have a simulator coming in. We have Top Tracer coming in. Uh, this will be a very innovative, leading edge, cutting edge uh, golf teaching lifestyle center for the golf industry. We're going to do some things here that uh, I like to do to lead the industry, and hopefully, we can um, help a lot of our fellow people in the golf industry with what we do here. Perfect. You know, get that. Uh, make sure that that room's blocked out. If I if I don't get there before then, I will definitely be down when we're down for the uh, the golf industry and PGA show uh, in January. Uh, like I said, we are putting the flag stick in on eighteen. Bob, appreciate you uh, stepping in, uh, being my alternate shot uh, partner today. Always a pleasure, <laughs> as, as always. Okay. And uh, like we like to say, you got any final final thoughts? No, just uh, yo. Is that Tony walking in? Oh, Tony's already made. Oh, he's already here. He's already made it. He's already made it. <laughs> he's already made it. Down down made it down 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 down. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Tony Landor, traveling golfer. <laughs> yeah. Now, always a pleasure to be with you. I'm always here to help you, and uh, it's uh, yeah. We can't wait to have you come down and play. He is Boston Bob Baldessari, Trident Golf Club. Check him out. Our special guest host. Uh, today and uh, we like to always finish it off Bob hit it long and straight because it beats short and crooked here here cheers you only have one opportunity to sell your golf property shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan Depew today at 717 554 8519. That's 717 554 8519.